Hi, it's Sam Smith. Uh, welcome to my podcast. It's uh, the week of September 21st. First day of fall. Uh, leaves uh, changing colors. Um, Halloween. Roasting marshmallows. You know, all that crap. Anyway, what it also means is uh, when I'll be doing this podcast next week, we'll be at the uh, first day of training camp. Uh, for the Bulls. Uh, there's some NBA training camps opening the end of this week uh, for those teams that are uh, going out of the country or uh, some of those which will be going to Florida or Texas. No, no, no. That's, uh, I better check on it. Anyway, anyway the, um, uh, to start, uh, I wanted to mention um, uh, Pau Gasol having a fabulous Eurobasket tournament. Uh, not only qualifying for the Olympics, uh, winning winning the tournament, winning the MVP, uh, with probably, his, uh, well, I'm sure it's the most he's scored in, in basically any tournament probably since he's been 12 or 14. Um, averaged almost 26 a game, and these are games that are scored between 60 and 80 points a game. Uh, virtually almost, fifth, almost, averaging almost half the points of his team. And sort of interesting to consider, first, just, just briefly to consider Powell in, in history. Probably, uh, I think you can make the case, probably, get, given his accomplishments, probably second to Dirk as the most accomplished uh, international player uh, ever. Uh, two NBA titles. And, of course, Dirk uh, had the one. But, of course, he was playing mostly with a D-League team at that time. Um, wearing Mavericks jerseys, uh, league MVP, uh, 12 or 13 times all-star, uh, probably going to move up to, I think, six, five or six, uh, all-time NBA scoring, but, uh, nowhere near the uh, international accomplishments of Powell, uh, certain, unquestionably certain Hall of Famer, um, first ballot, although the NBA doesn't call it that and doesn't <clears throat> look at it, those things that way, uh, and because it is the not, it is not the NBA Hall of Fame, it is the Basketball Hall of Fame, um, and there's no question the combination of Powell's uh, international play, um, Olympics, uh, NBA titles, uh, all-star, starting all-star team last year, and, and the longevity of his career, uh, really one of the best, uh, as I said, you know, maybe behind Dirk only, uh, for accomplishments for an international player, uh, and an NBA player as well. Now it's going to work out probably, you know, playing in, I know some fans and certainly a lot of team executives don't like their players, uh, playing, uh, for their home countries. I think it's great. I think they, I'm glad, I'm glad they do it. Uh, obviously, the U.S. players do it for the uh, USA basketball, so there should be really no issue about it. Um, but I think it's actually going to work uh, work out well for the Bulls because I think it solves uh, an early issue for uh, Coach Fred Hoiberg. Uh, starting at center uh, or or the center rotation, I think was going to be one of the one of the issues with uh, if you would call it issue having uh, you know two All Star players. Um, but with Joe Kim Noah, uh, by all accounts, he's, <clears throat> he's been working out at the Advocate Center already. 
uh, been in Chicago for a while. He's had a, a really productive summer, healthy as he's been in a while. And um, I, I think given the fact that Powell is going to be playing uh, at least early in the season uh, wearing an oxygen tank, it uh, will probably slow him down some. So um, be able to cut his minutes. Uh, even even Fran Fischilla on the uh, broadcast of the finals game was talking about uh, Powell not barely uh, uh, ought to be showing up even in October for the preseason games. Now Powell isn't exactly running the court that <laughs> that that swiftly, so uh, he does a good job of pacing himself. But I think it's 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 going to help. Uh, uh, Hoiberg in some respects, because I think I expect Powell to start. I think the, early on, especially the first month or two into the season, I can see his minutes being limited to 20 to 24, maybe. Um, and you, you know, Fred, um, I can see him adopting, you know, the Popovich uh, philosophy of uh, we're gonna we're gonna play our, our reserves heavily during the season. We're going to give them a lot of opportunities. We're going to give the starters more time off. Um, and, and we're going to work, you know, toward the, toward the, uh, toward the playoffs. Not that, you know, not that the Bulls were in terrible shape physically last year, although Powell did have a injury in the playoffs, uh, which really hurt the team in the, in the Cavs series, uh, especially after he had that brilliant game one. Um, but I, I can't say that injury was, uh, equated to his playing, even though he led the team in, in total minutes played. But that said, I, I think with the depth that, uh, uh, Fred, Fred will use, you know, I, could, I, I expect, uh, Taj Gibson, you know, given his ankle surgery and, and recovering slowly from that, I think that, I think his minutes will be substantially limited early on in the season as well for precautions. Um, so I think the rotation won't be it won't be an issue you know, because I also think uh, Fred is really high on Bobby Portis um, his energy his effort uh, his ability to shoot the ball um, you know more than most young players uh, who are big players uh, so I think the Bulls are really going to go deep and they're going to uh, have a lot of those options with some of the guys coming into the season slowly now um, you know, in relation to uh, when I was at the Hall of Fame uh, enshrinement last week, um, which I much enjoyed, and as I said, soon to see Pal there. I think I, I expect also see. I think Tony Kukoc been much overlooked, and I think given his, I think probably he's more accomplished as an international player even than Pal, uh, given uh, European championships, uh, Croatia, Italy. Uh, Olympic medals, um, MVPs, um, one of the great international players of all time, probably comes in uh, maybe top five or six, maybe, maybe all time, probably top five, and then playing on three Bulls all championship teams. But um, uh, that said, uh, I ran into John Calipari uh, uh, at, at the enshrinement. He was uh, being enshrined in the Hall of Fame for his collegiate coaching record. And um, I don't, uh, although, um, you know, some controversy always involved in Calipari because of, quote, violations in college, but the NCA system is so corrupt. 
Um, it's so abusive toward the uh, <coughs> student athletes, as they uh, call them. Um, and um, um, so this notion of, quote, cheating is, is laughable, given what goes on virtually at every university with, with boosters and payments and whatever. And then they should get paid. And they, they, these, the kids should be getting money. And, and the fact that they're uh, uh, being treated as pro-athletes, essentially, with full-time athletic schedule training programs. Anyway, I didn't want to get into too much of that with Calipari, but what I, what I did want to say was, um, and he is, I could, you could see, I don't know him uh, well at all, but I've talked to him a few times, and uh, also when he was coaching the Nets, which wasn't a glorious time for him. But you can see why he's such a great recruiter. Uh, and, and again, he doesn't know me well, but uh, it, it was Sam after like two minutes, and, and it, it was as if uh, we'd been old friends for 30 years. Um, but but he, I did ask him about Derrick Rose uh, because it was interesting. He mentioned being at USA Basketball and being a little surprised that Derrick wasn't there. And he said he call, called Derrick and talked to him. And when this was Derrick was still in L.A. working out, uh, back in Chicago now. But um, uh, it was I thought it was really interesting uh, what he said. He said uh, Derrick said simply, you know, beyond the USA Basketball, which he was. Uh, passing on to uh, really concentrate his on his workouts. They talked about, and I guess the phrase he, he used, Derek saying is, "It's it's on," and I think what that's going to that's going to refer to uh, not only uh, what Derek believes the team could be, but what he he where he thinks he is. And even though he doesn't talk about that kind of stuff much, um, I think this t this season, even though it's um, Derek is, is a player who, and I know, you know, Harburg's talked to him many times, and he's a player uh, who is committed to winning. And we saw that in high school. We saw that in college, how much he sacrificed to enhance other players. Um, that also this season is going to be a lot of reestablishing who he is. And, and Cal Perry said, now even though we'll all doubt it, as we did a couple of years ago in 2011, I think it was, you know, 2010, when um, Derek said he could be MVP, uh, Calipari said, you know, he's talked about that again. Now, I think the Bulls are too deep, and the minutes will be limited for <clears throat> anyone to be a league MVP. Um, but, and, and, and I, I want to refer to a, a couple, now, of course, these things don't... Um, you know, don't mean much, but it, but it is a reflection of the public view. Uh, Sports Illustrated uh, did a uh, top hundred NBA players, and uh, had Derek Derek listed number sixty. <laughs> this and I and and obviously former MVP. You know. Uh, two major knee surgeries, uh, you know, another one, uh, minor one this past season, although, you know, out four to six, six weeks. Um, and so it's understandable, you know, out of sight, out of mind, what have you done for me lately? Um, but 60th, these are some of the players. Some of the players that Sports Illustrated ranked Derrick Rose behind were uh, Tyreek Evans, uh, Monta Ellis, Lou Deng, 
no offense, Lou, but geez, if you're going to choose between Lou Deng and Derrick Rose for your team, who are you picking? Uh, Ty Lawson, Danny Green. Danny Green was rated like 50 or something, <laughs> 10 places ahead of Derrick Rose. Uh, yeah, I, you know, you want to say the, the, these guys, the, the people watch the games. Kyle Korver had a great season, and he's a great shooter, but he had taken Kyle Korver ahead of Derrick Rose. Chris Middleton, um, Kyle Lowry, uh, Gordon Hayward. And then uh, there's one other uh, with these surveys I saw. And both of them, you know, were current. Recently came out and and there's a website and, and, and has some really good writing, good stories on it uh, called Sports on Earth. Um, and they did a listing of the top point guards in the NBA and listed Rose 12th. I can understand, you know, the notion that, uh, you know, he's had injuries and limitations uh, over the last couple of years. But behind Kyle Lowry, behind Eric Bledsoe, uh, Goran Dragic, uh, Mike Conley, you know, good good players, no question. But uh, this this is a former MVP player who did average like 20 points last season um, and, and, uh, you know, played – spectacularly at times in, in, in the playoffs and did play in all the playoff games, averaging well over 35 minutes a game. So I, 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 even though Derek's not a selfish player, um, I, I, these are things um, that, he, that I'm sure he notices. He, he won't talk about, he doesn't talk about those things. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm sure if it gets mentioned at media day or early in the, um, training camp about where he's been ranked or considered, you know, he would just say that, um, oh, he's unaware of that. But, but you know, watching, watching Derek, and he's always been that way, um, he does take names uh, about other players. And, and even last season, um, before he had the, uh, uh, the minor surgery late in the season, you know, had huge games against some of the top point guards, uh, uh, John Wall. Who, 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 by the way, was ranked 13th uh, on that Sports Illustrated list of the top 100 players. Der- Derek Rose ranked 60th and John Wall 13th. We know he had some huge games against Wall, uh, against Lillard, uh, Chris Paul always. He, he dominant games against Chris Paul, who I think is rated in the top five, actually, on that list uh, of players in the league. Um and a guy who, who actually has never gotten his team as far, as far in the playoffs as Derrick Rose has in, in, a, in a much shorter time. But, you know, that said, there's always other factors to that. Now, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get into it too much because of that. But it'll, it'll be brought, brought up in media, uh, media day about that uh, case, the assault case filed against Derrick. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say that, you know, this this... This I thought this, actually the Chicago Tribune did a when it when it was filed or publicized a, a month or more ago. I thought the Tribune Chicago Tribune did a good job pointing out this was the plaintiff's uh, third lawyer uh, try, uh, recruited for this case, and the lawyer recruited for this case had been suspended, penalized. It, 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 
various punishments. Uh, this is, I, I, I don't know, you know, what the circumstances are. That's for the court. But this, this is Judge Judy. This is a civil case. This is somebody walking in and saying, I'm accusing you of something. Um, and, you know, I'm going to go into court and, and prove it. But it's not a criminal case. This is not Patrick Kane not saying he did anything. I don't know what the circumstances are. But this is not pursued by any criminal situation, any district attorney, any police. This is just someone walking into Judge Judy's court saying somebody did something. And then, actually, I, I, I'm never, I've never seen that show, but I have heard of it. <laughs> I actually, I saw the lady. It did flip on it once or twice and saw the lady yelling at people. And I noticed TV judges do a lot, do a lot of scolding. And I, I don't think this case will be exactly there. Um, but these but these kind of things happen, and and I, and I think that's the perspective you got to take it in, in any any of us. And I think, as I said, that I thought the Tribune dealt with the circumstances of it reasonably well. But this is this is just one person making a claim against somebody else, which anybody could make against any of us. But you know, as far as the basketball, and I think that's you know what we'll talk about and what will be uh, discussed more. You know, Derek has been, um, uh, obviously, you, you know, terrific player, MVP, uh, started a couple all-star games before his injuries. Um, and I thought the Calipari conversation I had, had with him was interesting because he talked about, um, uh, you know, a lot of Derek's training. And I had talked to... Um, uh, Brian Cole, does. Dr. Cole has a uh, has a he has a, a book out. Um, Dr. Cole has a book out on basketball anatomy. Um, now, good, well illustrated, and it goes into it has a chapter on uh, uh, preventing ACLs or dealing with ACLs, and it's and it's I thought it was very good, and you know as far he doesn't obviously talk about any specific patients that would, you know, be inappropriate, but just, uh, and generically, uh, you can, you can tell if, from reading through that, um, and you can see the way Derek's played, um, and plays now, the way he's adjusted his body, uh, and is trained, uh, to consider the, the, you know, the best ways to avoid those kind of injuries, um, but also, uh, you, you can tell, and, and I'm talking to Calipari, the level of his training has just been spectacular this summer. First time in three, you know, last four years or something where he hasn't, hasn't uh, been coming off surgery to questions or, what, or not, can he play or not. So he's been able to throw himself into training completely. And I think it's going to be a big motivation uh, this level of of uh, forget uh, of how much he's been forgotten, ranked sixtieth, um, as I said, behind guys like Lawson, who's you know having has having to go to rehab and basically practically been cut by his team. Danny Green, um, Kyle Corver, Middleton, uh, Rudy Gobert, Lowry, Hayward, um, uh, Monte Ellis, uh, 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 Tyreek Evans, are you picking these guys to be on your team before you pick Derrick Rose? You know, are, are you, do you want Kyle Lowry as your point guard? Uh, Eric Bledsoe, 
Dragic before Derrick Rose, and I think I think we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of that this season. I think we're gonna see Derrick reestablish himself, and then you know the combination with Jimmy Butler, his defense uh, elevating his game. Uh, that backcourt is, uh, and I think Jimmy also with his contract uh, wants to prove as well too that it, it wasn't an exception, not a flash, uh, a flash of uh, one season lightning. So um, I think those two and the possibilities for that backcourt, and um, I don't know, I don't, I know there's never been a, a league most valuable player who's been the most improved player. <laughs> and I don't think you can get, I don't think uh, you could get most improved. Technically you could. It's not against the rules, but uh, tough to get most improved after you've been MVP. But I would look for Derek uh, to be an even and literally in that conversation. I think he's going to have a great season. So the next time, um, I'll be talking to you. It'll be next week. Um, probably wait till after media day, after Monday, till the beginning of camp Tuesday, and we can discuss uh, some of the beginnings of the season. But, uh, you know, given the health, given the circumstances, given the depth um, with the team and given the style of play uh, coming under Coach Fred Hoiberg, I think there's going to be some really interesting elements coming up. So I look forward to uh, talking to you next week and beyond.